0: this Easter season, the 50 days between the day of resurrection and the day of Pentecost, might be considered our time of reassurance. For you see, Jesus has completed his mission. He has become a man born of the Virgin Mary, nurtured in the carpenter's shop, launched in his ministry by turning water into wine at a wedding. He has become a teacher and successfully achieved the true mark of a rabbi of his time in that he attracted students, disciples. With the 12 and the rest of the entourage who accompanied him, he has traveled the region, not only teaching but also performing miracles of healing, even feeding thousands. His teachings about the nature of God in general and his own claim to be a son of God has so annoyed the established religion of his day that its leaders have seen fit to have him killed. He has suffered under Pontius Pilate, been crucified, Died and been buried. He has descended through the dead, and on the third day, following his crucifixion, he has risen. The Lord has risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia! Alleluia! So, now what remains to be done? It's time to prepare for departure. The weeks since Easter have brought us stories which confirm that he is indeed alive. He has appeared to his disciples in a variety of times and places. He has walked with them to Emmaus, given fishing advice on the shores of the Sea of Tiberias, cooked breakfast on the beach for the fishermen, he has shown his scars to the doubting Thomas and been known to his disciples in the breaking of bread. His behavior is that of someone wrapping up the loose ends of a major project. He is as one going on a journey, packing the suitcases, running through a mental list of details which needs attention before his departure. For us, that would include things like turning off the stove, unplugging the iron, stopping the newspaper, arranging for the mail to be held, asking the neighbors to keep an eye on our home, and in other ways trying to assure ourselves that no harm would come in our absence. Jesus is doing much the same thing. This season for the disciples and us might be considered a time of confirmation, admonition, assurance, and comfort. The past few weeks have brought us stories which confirm that Jesus is indeed alive. He has reminded us that we will be known as his disciples through our love for one another. Today's readings are of assurance, comfort, and a glimpse of perhaps the hazards and temptations that may come to those who go forth to proclaim the good news in his name. I would like us to consider the risks and the temptations by looking at the ministry of Paul. A few first century travelers set out on a journey They're on fire with the Holy Spirit. Their traveling conditions are tough, funds are tight, and there is a frightening opposition to the group they represent in some of the places that they plan to visit. Despite all this, they set out with conviction and faith. They've mapped out where they will go, retracing the steps that one of them took on a previous journey. And then one night, that one has a vision. Because they believe the vision is calling them to proclaim the good news in a way different than they had initially thought, they immediately change their plans and set off in a new direction. And this is the scene we find in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles. It's the story of Paul's second missionary journey. On his first journey, Paul traveled with Barnabas to Cyprus and Galicia to proclaim the gospel and establish small Christian communities along the way. On his second missionary journey, the one from which today's story comes, Paul is traveling with Silas. Their plan was to retrace the steps from Paul's first journey, checking to see how those who had become believers on the first journey were doing. By the point of today's reading, Paul and Silas have been more or less successful. They have been able to visit some of the places, unable to visit others. But now they find themselves in Troas, a seaport, and it is there that Paul has a vision. And Acting on that vision eventually led to the baptism of Lydia. Paul proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ, not limiting who was to be reached. In his vision it was a man of Macedonia who asked Paul to come over and help. However, as the story develops, instead he finds not a man of Macedonia but a certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper, a believer in God. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what Paul said. When we look at the whole story of Paul, we see quite plainly that success in God's work may not only result in a change of direction, but also in long, tiring journeys, temple riots, jail terms, shipwrecks, and a hasty departure from towns often just a few steps ahead of persons who seek to do us harm. The simple truth is that when we are faithful and obedient to God's command, the world changes. And sometimes that can be frightening. And so this brings us to the part about assurance the assurance of this morning's gospel reading as Jesus tells his disciples of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, that the Father will send to us. Though Jesus is planning to depart, he does not leave his disciples or us unattended. His instructions are clear. The Holy Spirit will teach us all that we need to know, and to remind us of all that Jesus has said. These then are our tasks, to learn and remember all that he teaches us. Unless we reflect on the love of God, the love that God had for us in sending his son, the love Jesus showed for us in his death, his teachings about love, How can we dare face the prospect of success in our ministry? The truth is simple in the telling. When we learn, when we remember, when we live what we have learned and remembered, the world does change. The blind have sight, The deaf hear, the hungry eat, the naked no longer shiver in their nakedness. The homeless sleep beneath a roof and on a proper bed. The widows and the orphans are cared for and protected and all have the dignity that belongs to every child of God. Today, Jesus calls us to remember that he gives to us not as the world gives. Let not our hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. He is indeed going on a journey. Soon, he will return to the Father, but he leaves behind the Holy Spirit. And so it is time for us to prepare for our own journey our journey into the world in faith, in hope, expectation, and perhaps fear of success, knowing that the results may not be what we expect, but that God will be with us forever and ever. Amen.